Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday morning. It's really a Monday. Well, it's really a Tuesday, but it feels like a Monday. And it's one of those tougher Mondays after the holiday weekend. My wife wasn't too crazy about going back to work today. I need to find a job. Um, took a little time off to play or to pay. Um, I, yeah, I'm half asleep. I took a little time off to do my um, finance business. And things went somewhat poorly, you know. I'm thinking about play because I'm thinking about baseball. And I'm thinking about pay because I need to work. So, but, uh, yeah, I got to get back to it, you know. Whether it is at Wegmans, whether it's at um, a nursing home, uh, whether it's back to Chewy. Not going back to the corporate world. Uh, and I live in the very rural area anyway, so it's not like those opportunities are here. But I don't think I would do that. It was just too stressful. I burned myself out too early. Um, and my wife makes really good money, so we don't need that. You know, I don't need to be killing myself. Um, but I do need to be making some money and working. Um, but in any case, got to work on that today. Um, I didn't stay up for the game last night. Uh, I was just pretty tired, and I stayed up for a couple of these late-night games against San Diego without a problem, but uh, I was pretty tired yesterday. I mean, we went to the in-laws. Um, we did some stuff here and there. Uh, it was I was already getting to the point where I was pretty tired, um, so I generally fell asleep for most of the game. Um, so as far as yesterday's game goes, I mean, this team still is not as good as the record, right? I mean, they won at L.A., which is not an easy thing to do. Um, Dylan Pete, no, not Dylan Peters. Um, Tupacato Marcano had a nice home run. Um, Brian Reynolds turned on one. Uh, his home run was pretty nice. A little farther than Dylan Peters, than, uh, good Lord. It was a little further than Tupacano's home run. Uh, his was more like a line drive, uh, a laser shot. Um, Brian Reynolds was more like a typical home run. And the team took the lead late on an error and held on. Um, but that is one problem with this record. You know, you're basically coaching like you're in every game's a playoff game. Because I'm sure that the manager's worried about his job. But you're supposed to coach with the whole season in mind. And the fact that they used Bednar for 50 pitches last night just is not a good idea. I mean, I've already had some concerns about Bednar's usage. You're not using him like every other team is using their closer. You know, generally one inning at a time. Occasionally a four-out save. But if you're going to bring Bednar out for 50 pitches in one game, it's usually not sustainable, you know? I mean, usually you're going to wear that arm out. Hopefully there's not an injury at some point. Maybe they're just planning on trading him anyway. But I think it's just that the coach knows he needs to win every single game and basically sell his soul to the devil to win every single game at this point in the season because he doesn't want to get fired. And I've seen it before. Um, you're, you do this now. And you're giving away games later in the year. So it really doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, it's six on one hand, a half dozen on the other. Um, it's not good because at the end of the year, these guys are going to be worn out. And um, bad things are going to happen. Um, so I think they're overusing Bednar. 
Um, Dylan Peters wasn't much better yesterday. Um, he wasn't hurt the other day, like I suspected. He came back. He only walked one guy, but he gave up a couple hits and a run. Um, Thompson was good. And Thompson is good. And really, I said that during the preseason and right after the trade. You know, he's a pretty solid starter. He's one of the three guys that you can count on right now that you're not going to trade. You know, um, you're going to lead off with Thompson. Then you're going to have JT Brubaker. And then you're going to have uh, Roanzi Contreras. So you really got three guys in there right now. And then you have Burroughs waiting in the wings. You know, it's going to be Burroughs Day now in the minors instead of Roanzi Day. Burroughs Baseball or something like that. Uh, we need some kind of a hashtag for that since he's been so good in his starts, especially his last start. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you still have the same problems. And to my point, let me just go over this. Um, Cal Mitchell went 0 for 4. He's batting 200 with a 539 ops, you know. Um, so he'll be in, like, the 100s before long. Sawinski went 1 for 4, batting 183. Uh, Van Meter is above 200 now. He's betting 215. But these guys all have ops in the sixes and the low sixes, not at least the 700s like you would want. I mean, keep Ryan Hayes basically carried the team again yesterday with Marcano helping out a little bit. Um, Diego Castillo was 0 for 3, a couple of Ks. He's down to 230, 603 ops. So I don't know if any of these rookies are going to stick. My favorite is Diego Castillo. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, is he getting somewhat exposed? Yeah. Is he good enough to stick? I mean, on this team, yeah, definitely. But is he is he going to be a good major league player? We really don't know. But he's the only one that I still have hope for. Um, Castro's batting 175. Heineman's batting 156. Michael Perez is batting 114. Um, so most of these guys aren't going to make it. And the idea that you don't want veterans on your team because you don't want people blocking the prospects is the most nonsense idea I ever heard. It's basically you don't want to spend money, you know, let's face it. And you're trying to lose, you know, to get better draft picks. So it's good for um, the owner, Nutting, because he doesn't want to spend the money. And it's good for Charrington because he can say, oh, we're not ready to win yet right now. We're not trying to win. This, built, this team wasn't built to win right now. He doesn't have to win, you know. So he can just keep doing whatever, you know, signing meaningless guys, um, bringing in waves of stiffs, um, you name it, you know. So, yeah, it was a nice win, but at what cost is what I'm saying, you know. And really, does it change anything? I mean, one win out of 162 games. You're in third place right now, but you're doing things that are unsustainable as far as, like, pitching these relievers so much but especially your closer you know the best pitcher on the team um using his arm up this early in the season it's not a good idea he's thrown more pitches than any closer in baseball and he's on a bad team so that shouldn't make any sense to you you know uh the guy just doesn't really know how to manage a lot of times um, or he does, but he's just desperation managing in order to keep his job as long as he can because he's not going to get another manager job in the major leagues, you know. So, I mean, that is what it is. Um, as far as Mason Martin and O'Neill Cruz go, it's a pretty interesting conversation. You know, and I had some conversations 
um, with Jim from the NS9. And, uh, well, I mean, not conversations, but very brief, like, um, Twitter deals, you know. And I, I, I get that, you know, when you like a player, you're always going to bend the stats, especially these advanced metrics. You can always bend them to make it look like your guy's doing well. And O'Neal Cruz has been hitting pretty well. I mean, he tweaked his ankle, so he might be out for a little while. Um, but you can't, like, hide certain things, you know? When O'Neal Cruz has 15 errors at shortstop, or he has 15 errors for the year, it's possible that one of those was in the outfield, but I think most of them were generally at shortstop, if not all. Um, and Lyover Paguero has a dozen errors at shortstop. Like, we know neither of those are acceptable. And when you start saying that minor league errors don't matter, well, you're kind of twisting something there, right? I mean, I get the point that if a guy's 18 years old and he's in low A and he's just trying to learn the position, then the minor league errors don't matter, you know? He's got plenty of time to get better. Not a big deal. You know, he could switch positions. At that point, yeah, minor league errors don't matter, you know. But when you're this close, I mean, you're literally, you want the team to call you up. And you just made two errors in your last game. And you have 15 for the year. You can't make the statement that the guy's doing everything he can to be called up. Because if he was doing everything he can to get called up, he'd be cleaning up that defense, you know. I mean, even Ben Sherrington, who I'm not a big fan of, made a point that Mason Martin's defense was the reason they're thinking about bringing him up at some point because he's really improved his first base defense. And defense is really important in baseball because errors give away games, you know. And if you can um, improve your defensive metrics to the point where you're saving runs, which you should have at shortstop. Now, not every team has a great shortstop. I mean, Javi Baez makes great plays, but he also makes errors. Um, but he, even he is in the mid-20s, like I mentioned before. You know, you're never in the 50s or 40s or 30s. All of those are unacceptable, you know. So I don't know what they're going to do with O'Neill Cruz, but you can't say that he's doing everything he can to be called up because he's not doing well at shortstop and he's complaining to the people from his home uh, country who are interviewing him in Spanish that he doesn't want to play outfield. And you only have one designated hitter position. You know, first of all, O'Neill Cruz fans freak out when you talk about him playing sec um, designated hitter because for the same reason that he's ranked so high, other than he got hot at the end of last year, um, the reason he's ranked so high is because of tools, you know, and that's why you can't believe these rankings. They don't predict who's going to be a major league player um, because they're always just focused on the upside potential. You know, if O'Neal Cruz ever cleans up his defense and stops swinging at too many balls, you know, and improves his fly ball rate, you know, that guy could be a great player in the major leagues. It's just a lot of ifs, which is why I focus completely on um, what they're doing, you know, how they're doing in baseball, you know. I mean, I just look at the basic stats, basically, and just watch them play, you know. I mean, I watch Lyover Paguero swing the ball, and I can tell he's doing all the right things, you know, whether he's hitting a home run, whether he's grounding out up the middle, or whether he's um, 
you know, gapping one. Um, I could tell that Lover Paguero's swing is really good by seeing it. And then I can tell he's really good just by looking at what he's doing this year, you know. Um, which is why, you know, I was so far ahead of the curve on Michael Burrows because, man, all this guy does is make outs, you know. Like his ERA in Greensboro was in the mid to low twos, you know, much better than um, Quinn Priesters. You know, and now he's putting it together with an ERA in the ones, you know. Like he is basically ready, but they're not going to bring him up until maybe like, well, you know what? They're watching all these guys' innings, too. you got to keep that in mind. Like, Rowanza Contreras was taken from the game in the sixth inning. He basically, they let him go five last time because he's only got so many innings this year, you know? I mean, he has, um, he's coming off a forearm issue, which I mention all the time because it's a forearm issue and it's close to your elbow and it's a concern. You don't see Shane Baz throwing anymore, do you? Um... So, you know, you have that with Roanzi Contreras. So you have to limit his innings. Uh, the reason you have to limit Michael Burrow's innings, I mean, same thing, right? He's a young pitcher. But, I mean, he only pitched like 70 innings last year. So what are you going to jump him to, you know? You don't want to jump him to more than 120 innings tops. So for that reason as well, you're not going to see Michael Burrow's um, in the major leagues this year. But he should be, like, ready to go next year as long as he's healthy, you know? Really focused, hardworking kid. Um, so, I mean, you have those four starters is what I was starting to say a while ago. Um, you know, we, and I talk about Mason Martin. And, yeah, I mean, I do like him better as a prospect than O'Neill Cruz because Mason Martin has always performed and he's always had, higher, he's always had a higher ops than um, O'Neill Cruz, who's somewhat inconsistent at the plate. Um, I make no, uh, you know, I've never said that Mason Martin isn't going to strike out a ton in the majors. Of course he is. Strikeouts are a big part of his game. But um, he also hits the ball hard and effectively hard. And 4% doesn't make a huge difference to me. And here's what I say about that. Um, You have uh, Aaron Judge... When he was Mason Martin's age in the minor leagues, um, he was striking out 27% of the time. But when he hit the ball, he was very, um, I don't know, he he was very effective, you know, just like Mason Martin. Um, Now, Mason Martin strikes out about 31% of the time, 4% more. So think about that. First of all, think how good Aaron Judge is, you know, an MVP uh, an MVP level hitter this year. Um, Aaron Judge, um, that's four less strikeouts per 100 at bats. So if you're talking about 100 plate appearances, and Mason Martin's going to strike out four more times than Aaron Judge, I don't care. I mean, we don't need him to be Aaron Judge, you know? We just need him to be better than we got right now, like a solid first baseman on a good team. Not that we're ever going to have any good teams, but I think he could be a solid first baseman on a good team because he's a good defender. And when he gets hot, he could carry your team to wins for a stretch for a period of time. And that's why I don't worry about Mason Martin. 
Um, but I always worry about people's defense because it's given games away. I mean, when you're bringing up a rookie, the first per- the first thing you look at is, well, we want this guy to be solid defensively. You know, we don't want him to make a lot of mistakes in the field um, because that it just makes the game harder. It puts a lot of stress on your pitching staff. It gives them an extra out, you know, so your pitcher has to work harder. Just errors just aren't a good thing. And the main thing you got to do as a Major League Baseball player is be a professional. And that means be dependable every single day, day in, day out. Make all the plays. And I think someone made a comment that um, errors are a little more acceptable these days. I mean, I don't think they're any more acceptable because they still cost you games. Um, But there are some guys that have, there are some shortstops that'll have 25 errors in a year, you know? But if you're on the pace for twice that, I'm really not sure that, and these guys are both on the 40, man. You know, I really don't think that Lyover Paguero and O'Neill Cruz are shortstops in the major league. But you know what? Like, I am not going to spend time arguing about it either. I mean, it's something fun that fills the time. But at the end of the day, why don't we just wait and see what happens? You know, I mean, we all need a little more patience. You know, we're all impatient. We want to see Mason Martin now. Well, I get it, right? Like why they don't bring him up right now. Because he's in a slump, you know. And he could use as many at-bats as possible and all that stuff, you know. You're not going to bring up O'Neill Cruz now because of his defense. And at, at the same time, they're probably not going to bring him up because it gives him more service time, you know. Hell, why not wait until next year to bring him up? Why not wait until next June to bring these guys up? It buys them another air, another year of service time. And if you're only going to have these guys for five years, they're trying to get them all up at the same time. You know, all the good players up at the same time, you know. So it's not the best strategy, but it's the cheap strategy. You know, you don't have to spend much money, but you're never going to win a division with a team of prospects. So I don't have any, um, you know, I don't have any uh, rose-colored glasses on to think that this team is ever going to win. You know, they're always going to be rebuilding. You know, and until you get a salary floor, and then you got to see, you know, what do they spend the money on? Do they extend their guys? Do we have a better chance of winning at that point? But up until then, you know, I make no, like, um, fallacy that, these guys are ever going to win more than 70-some games. And for the next couple of years, it still looks like 60-some to me. You know, maybe 50-some this year. Um, especially because we're wearing out our bullpen. Um, so I just don't know. And our pitching looked deep. But now that Max Kranich is hurt, now that Trey McGough is hurt, it's just like, I don't know how deep our team, our pitching is, you know. And we don't know how good these guys are going to be in the major leagues. But hey, it was Memorial Day weekend. They ended it with a win, albeit a late night win. So you can still focus on the positive at this point, you know. You're only seven games under. You basically have the same record as the Phillies, who have far more than four times your payroll, and they stink, you know. So there are certainly things you can hang your hat on. Um, I still like watching... Diego Castillo. I mean, I knew that he wasn't going to be some superstar, you know, when people were 
before he before people get up here, you could say whatever you want, you know? You could pretend that everybody is going to be the next superstar. But while those guys are disappointed in Diego Castillo right now, I mean, this is basically what I expected, you know? I mean, it's his rookie year. And I'm pretty happy with... I mean, yeah, he strikes out a lot. He's probably going to bat 220. Um, but, I mean, he's at least somewhat swimming, you know? And most of these other guys batting in the 100s, you know, Cal Mitchell now. Um, certainly Jack Sawinski. Um, certainly both your catchers, you know, and Michael Perez and that other dude. Um, your, your first baseman stinks. Van Meter stinks. Like, certainly most of these other guys are swimming. I mean, are sinking. Every other rookie on your team is almost already sunk. But, you know, Rowanzi Contreras has not, you know. I don't think they've really brought up any rookie pitchers. Um, Will Crow and Dylan Peters have experience, albeit not a lot of experience, but nobody on this team, literally nobody on this team has a lot of experience. The only guy that did was the catcher that tore his knee up because the guy's always hurt, you know. Nice, nice guy, nice player when he was here, but it was always a ticking time bomb. You knew the guy was going to get hurt, you know. Everybody knew the guy was going to get hurt. Um, so we're just going to have to wait and see as far as these young guys getting called up, you know, but you certainly can look at their numbers and know that, okay, if they play O'Neill Cruz at shortstop, there's going to be some really ugly games. And then we're going to have to find out like, you know, well, how's he hitting, you know, because pitchers are going to find weaknesses in his swing you know whether it be the high fastball and same thing with mason martin you know are these guys adjusting enough to stick in the major leagues well at least mason martin will have he's a year younger than o'neill cruz too um, but at least mason martin will have the um superior defense you know even though both of these guys will probably struggle <clears throat> at the plate um i just give mason martin a slight edge um and I know he works his tail off, too. <clears throat> and I know that um, O'Neill Cruz doesn't always put the extra time in to work, <clears throat> to work on his defense. <clears throat> Man, that was a um, not good for a podcaster <clears throat> when you have the cereal you ate earlier <clears throat> get stuck in your mouth. It almost sounds like um, there's a problem with record- the recording. <clears throat> the voice is so bad. I couldn't make my voice sound like this if I tried. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little bit of a um, piece of cereal stuck in the back of my throat. And it's pretty cool, so I'm going to just keep talking. Um, one thing we don't know is who the starting pitcher is today. I haven't put any thought into it. I put a zero thought into this. Um, and normally I would speculate, you know. I wonder who the starting pitcher is. Let me see if Jason Mackey found out. Because if you ever notice, like, Mack usually says something. Um... If, if he knows what's coming up. Um, Jason Mackey's last tweet was... Mitch Keller will start tomorrow. Well, there you have it. See? <laughs> He's usually pretty good at that. All right. Well, there's another reason not to stay up. Mitch Keller missed one start. And I told you guys this. He'll be back. All right. So it's Mitch Keller day for my friend Mike. He's going to be excited about it. He's probably going to stay up for it. 
I'm not. And I don't make any... Um, I don't know. I keep trying to say the same thing and I don't... Uh, I haven't been able to think of the word the whole podcast. <laughs> but I'm not thinking that there, this is going to be that entertaining of an exciting win two nights in a row. Especially because you burned out your closer. Peace out.